Coming up, meditation, pickle pizza, sauna sleeping bags, and blue cheese. All that and more on For or Against. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense on ridiculous topics. Are you for or against? Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense. So tune in and choose a side that you sit on the fence, man. We debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars. You listening now to For or Against. So turn the volume up, this is For or Against. Hello and welcome to For or Against, a podcast for new friends, produced by old friends. As always, I'm your host, Mike McFadden. Joining me today are Patrick Lothian, Robbie Silver, and Michael Winan. Hello, everybody. Hello, hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. Mike. Pleasure. Good, everyone. <laughs> yes, it's good to have you all back. Uh, it's been a bit longer than usual since we last recorded, since we recorded earlier last time. Uh, so let's go ahead and give ourselves a, a little bit of a, a weekly update, starting with Michael Winan. What's going on in your life? Well, I did something this week that I've never done before. And that is vote in a general election for president. I'd never done that before, but I felt like it was something that I needed to do. And so I have done it and it's felt very good. It's wonderful that you've done it, but why haven't you done it before? Um, You know, I think a lot of people are coming out and voting for the first time. I think we'll have a record number of people vote. Um, But I lived in a state called Illinois that Mm. uh, is, um, pretty solidly uh leaning one direction or another every every uh one and i didn't feel uh in i didn't feel franchised what's the opposite of in uh, enfranchised disenfranchised (laughs) didn't feel whatever that is uh to go vote and wait in line in chicago because uh, and now you're franchised texas has franchised you i've been franchised yeah (laughs) mcdonald's but uh, yeah, so I voted for president um, and uh, also other races as well. And I would encourage everyone to do so uh, as well as um, it is important to do your civic duty. And I'm finally getting around to doing it. So um, rock the vote, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually happy. All right. First, I was shocked, but I'm happy to hear that because if somebody like you is voting for the first time, that means a lot of people probably are. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right. Thank you, Michael. How exciting. Patrick, how about you? What's going on? Any civic duties that you uh, dutified for the first time? Uh, no, Dutified. but my, my parents let me know that they got mail-in ballots, but they were too worried that they weren't going to get counted. So they went and waited in line and voted anyway. I don't know if you know this. There's a, there's a bad disease out there that I don't want them to catch. So. <laughs> I waited in line. And it will. Yeah, but by the way, I'm doing the same thing for the same reason as your parents. We have mail-in ballots, <laughs> and I don't trust it. I'm going to the polls. I'm gonna. But you're, so you're in New York, New Jersey. In, oh, okay, is New Jersey on the fence? No, no, it's yeah. very yeah. Blue. So same with Illinois. If they're the side they're choosing loses Illinois, we got some big problems with the voting. So I don't think they needed to. That's risk how their lives. I always felt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Patrick, um, I, I need to go back to last week. You said that you were going to upload a class to what well, you called it share skill, but it's actually called Skillshare. And we were going to be your accountability partners. And so here we are holding you accountable. Did you do the thing that you wanted to do since last time we recorded? I did upload the share skill. So that's good. <laughs> but it turns out that's the wrong thing. That is a very different turn. The thing that usually um, makes it hard for me to do something to expand my business happened where I got a big job at work and then two of my clients needed work done. 
So that's good. That was a positive. But that sounds like so an excuse. No, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could have worked extra hours <laughs> and made it happen. Um, but I feel pretty good that it will happen by next week. So let's see. So, so are, we, are we to hold you accountable again? Yeah, we be checking in. Maybe, okay, maybe there should be some kind of uh, bad thing that happens if I don't get. I, I was thinking about this, and I thought it might be fun if uh, the punishment. And I, I didn't want to do it today because we didn't talk about this ahead of time. But the punishment for not doing this is that we're going to have a sound effect of a uh, a hair trimmer. And you're going to have to pretend like we're shaving your eyebrow and you're going to have to give us the reaction to what that would be. What do you think? I don't so he has to perform in some kind of weird audio performance art and that's his punishment. Yes. I don't, I don't that's know. That's his punishment. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> Can't we just get Amanda to shave his eyebrows in the yeah, sleep? Do it for real. I thought you were going to say I had to shave my game. beard. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, I don't care if you shave. You shave your beard. You shave your beard like every three months. <laughs> and I buzz it. It is is extra long and golden-y right now. The only thing I am worried about getting it up on time is um, I know all the things I'm going to record, but I might be underestimating how long it takes to edit together. So hopefully... So let's let's make a a more bite-sized goal for you, that you will have recorded two lessons. Yes? Okay. Sounds good. And we will do away with the performative audio art, and instead you'll actually have to shave your beard. Okay. And record with a mustache next time. Yes. That's fair. I love it. Okay. Okay. Okay, good. What if it's it full great. circle? What if um, he has an amazing mustache? That'd be great. I already know it's yeah. not. I kind of hope you don't do this. <laughs> well, we know, it's gotta be, coaching. We, we know it's got to be better than mine. So my update is, thanks to the bullying on this very <laughs> podcast, I have shaven my mustache. And I'm sad. I, I have sideburns still, which to be determined if I like them or not, but... No more mustache or beard. Uh, I also got sick the last couple of days. I'm still, I have a cold right now. I just took some day quills, so I'm feeling relatively okay. But I, I don't think it's COVID. I do have a COVID test tomorrow just to be sure, but it very much feels like a cold and not COVID symptoms. But I'm just wondering, like, how did I get a cold? Because I really haven't been around anybody and neither has my wife. So I don't know where this came from. Does your building have like shared ventilation? Hmm. Okay. Mike McFadden for the win. Yes. Good point. (laughs) Other people's diseases are getting into your home. (laughs) Well, we hope you feel better soon. Uh, My update for this week is I got uh, my son, Jack, a little tykes basketball hoop. And uh, this afternoon he scored his first basket. I recorded it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I I recorded it, and um, so I have that on video. So if he ever goes pro, we'll be able to use that in some sort of montage package when he wins the NBA championship. Um, I did send it to my brothers, and my uh, younger brother told me that it was traveling and it doesn't count. So (laughs) (laughs) You'll need to work on that ball handling skills. So are you going to force him to, like, practice every day? Is that the goal? Um, Actually, uh, no. If I'm being serious about that, I want my son to play, like, every sport – but at like the lowest competitive level, I think that uh, as a high school, and, but I don't mean that like I want him to be a slacker. I mean, like I want him to have fun playing sports. Like I want him to play hockey in lacrosse, a step above intramural. Cause that's for people who just like, um, can't play. don't, 
don't no don't take it serious like i wanted to take it serious and be competitive but mm. like club sport culture i think has like ruined children there's like kids that are playing like hundreds of baseball games a year and like they specialize in baseball like in second grade and so mm. i want my son to like be athletic and play sports and be super involved um and and like you know be competitive in the game but I've seen my genes, um, you know, manifest in myself and my siblings and my parents. None of us are D1 athletes. It ain't going to happen. So have fun playing sports, be on a team, but uh, don't take it so seriously that like you're crushed when you tear your ACL for the third time as like a sophomore in high school because you play too many of the same sport. So I'm just, I'm just going off on a tangent, but I feel strongly about that. But maybe we'll say yeah, that for Jack, another topic. Are you going to let him play football if he wants to? That is a if he wants to. That's be for or against topic if ever was one. Father, I think so. <laughs> I think you're yeah, a bad father. Football. I mean, he'll probably <laughs> he'll probably start because like every other parent is going to ban their kids <laughs> and he's playing. In <laughs> okay, gents, let's play some for or against. Where one of us will present a topic, we will analyze, discuss, and nearly always argue about that topic, and then we will decide if we are for or against that topic. I'm going to start this week because I hardly ever do. My topic, gentlemen is meditation. Now, I want to take a pretty specific angle on this. Um, I, I think I'm not interested in what you think like generally about meditation. I want to know, are you personally for meditation? Have you tried it? Do you have a meditative practice? Is this something that you would like to do? Are you for or against meditation? And I want to start with our dear friend, Robbie, because uh, I, I believe that you have at least at one point had a pretty serious practice. And so I think you might be more informed than, than some of us. So you can set the stage for us. Meditation. Are you for I, I am very for meditation. I am an avid meditator. Still do it. I did it this morning. I shoot for 30 minutes every day. Unfortunately, there are plenty of days where I just don't get around to it. But Meditation has been super important for me. It has lowered anxiety. It has um, lowered blood pressure. It kept me focused. Uh, and there, not only do I feel that outcome, but there are actual studies that have shown some of those results uh, in scientific research. So that's great. I want to give a little bit of a story at one point where I was almost turned off for meditation. So when I first was getting into it, I really wanted to commit. And so I decided to study transcendental meditation. It was actually recommended to me by a doctor to say, you know, here's a way to help keep your anxiety and blood pressure at a good level. You know, the Beatles did it. I love the Beatles. Howard Stern does it. I, I look up to him. Jerry Seinfeld does it. Martin Scorsese. All these people who seem to have some version of their lives together. And so I was like, transcendental meditation, let me do it. And there's actually a cost associated with it. So I felt like if I paid something, I would be more mentally committed. Like, okay, I'm paying money. I'm going to stick with it. So I paid We've talked it. about that sunk cost before. Exactly. It's maybe it a, bit of a, fallacy, a bit of a fallacy, perhaps, but I, I wanted to really be committed. And so I paid for it. It's a four-day series where you're there for a few hours each day. And that first day, here's where it got weird. They, <laughs> they tell you, and this is for everyone who formally studies transcendental meditation, but they, they promise you this is not a religious thing at all. It is very much just a, a practice that you implement to make your life better. But that first day they say, come with several flowers, three pieces of sweet fruit, a clean white cloth 
and you will present these as offerings to the Guru Dev. The Guru Dev is the, uh, from what I understand is he's the teacher of the Maharishi. So there's the ceremony that is performed the very first day you're there. It's one-on-one, you and your teacher, and the teacher is lighting candles. There is a painting of a bearded Indian man on the wall who is the Maharishi and you're presenting these offerings to him while lighting these candles and the teacher starts chanting in Sanskrit. I am a practicing Jew and this was more of a religious observance than I've ever done as a Jewish person and they promised it wasn't and there was bowing down and they, there, there's a line in this Sanskrit where they say Jai Guru Dev and that's the one thing that actually piqued my interest because I'm a Beatles fan, and there's a song where the Beatles use that exact line. So I'm like, oh, they're, they're singing the Beatles in this thing. But the Beatles take it from this <laughs> meditative practice, which Jai Guru Dev literally translates to something like Victor to the, victory to the great mind, which is, and the great mind is essentially the teacher of the Maharishi, who you're kind of giving thanks to. It felt very strange. I, was, I went home that day. I'm like, Lexi, I don't think I'm going to be meditating. But I stuck with it. And after that bizarre first semi-religious experience, everything after that is very clinical. And I wish that they would just cut out that ritual part of it because if you just focus on the clinical aspect of closing your eyes, sitting still, focusing on, you know, in the case of transcendental meditation, you're focusing on a mantra, which is essentially a nonsensical word that has no meaning. And when you have thoughts that inevitably come about, that's natural. But as soon as you realize your mind is drifting off somewhere else, then you just remember, okay, go back to your focus, which is either the mantra or the breathing or whatever it may be. And you're essentially practicing on how do I stay focused and concentrated and practice and build this feeling of what we call equanimity, which is not getting rattled by other things buzzing around in your head. It's okay that there are other thoughts, but I'm not worrying about those other thoughts right now. I'm focused on being focused on this one thing. So that training, I've gone on a long rant, but for me, it actually really helps. When I find that I've gone through stretches of several days of meditating in a row, I very much feel a real difference in my attitude, my state of calm and peacefulness. And uh, it's important for me. I want to try to do it every day of my life if I can. So I'm very forward despite that weird religious-esque ceremony. All right. Well, thank you very much, Robbie. Uh, Michael, I saw some interesting uh, facial reactions as, as Robbie was talking, but maybe maybe I was misinterpreting. But what would, what would you say um, about meditation? Are you for or against? Well, I too have taken some classes uh, in meditation, uh, strictly yeah. because the uh, Zen Buddhist temple of Chicago was directly across the street from my house. And so I'd have to walk past it anyway in that period of my life and subsequently the rest of my life. You know, it was a stressful time and I was looking for an outlet to be um, something that would, you know, relieve that stress and help me be more um, in the moment and present. Um, I can say that it did do that. Uh, It was certainly, I did not experience any of the offerings or the chanting in Sanskrit. This was a uh, Zen Buddhist uh, practice. jealous? which is much less, um, you know, transcendental. You don't close your eyes. It's more about 
being in the moment and it's a breathing practice. And, and I actually took two different courses and some people were actually upset after the first one because of how simple it is. It really is um, a focus on your breathing and on, on yourself in the moment. It, it is no magic to it. There's no, you know, you're not going to graduate into certain levels after a couple of classes, you have the basics of it. But just like Robert said, it is a practice. And that's why I haven't been able to keep up with it is because I get in my head that, you know, you need to do it every day in order to get the benefits. And uh, so I have trouble uh, starting. I'll get to that in a moment. But I mean, this, you know, this period in our lives right now in the world is extremely stressful. And I know for a fact that um, going back to meditation would be, couldn't hurt. Um, you know, uh, you're supposed to, you know, some of the things that are so terrible in our lives right now is that we're just bombarded with news. And we were talking about it before we recorded and all these things that are completely outside of our control. I mean, I think, you know, if I check 538 one more time, I'm going to be blocked from the site for being a DOS attack. Like it, like, but it and the, doesn't. The problem, the problem on five thirty eight too is like they show that they have updates like every ten minutes, like yeah, new yeah. forecasts. It's the same forecast, but it's but... the same. It's the same. So I'm looking for that assurance because everything's up in the air from something elsewhere. When really, where I should be looking is myself. So yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, I am for meditation. I'm going to ask my accountability coaches to take on another assignment that I will <laughs> have done at least ten minutes of uh, meditation before we record again uh, every day. Um, and if I do that, that's successful. Because the thing that I always worry about, okay, I have to do it for seven, eight months before I actually, but I'm going to do it for a week. And yeah, and by the way, yeah. if you accidentally skip a day, that's okay too. It's better to do it than not do it, even if it means you're not routine. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, the transcendental stuff, you know, I was the reason why I did Zen Buddhism because I got scared by your story that you just told me. <laughs> before Every I other did. part of it was totally <laughs> I fine. Already, I had already heard that story from you. And I was like, I'm going to try a different path. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, so there's an app that we actually got from my mom that I've in turn started using called Calm. Uh, yeah, it's a subscription yeah. app, for, but there are also free components of it. It's really good. There are a lot of 10 minute meditations. I actually like to do multiple ones of them or just do some that are just uh, start with one 10 minute one and then just do some of the rest on my own. But there's like a, there are different ones that are training you how to meditate. Some are just daily meditations. So I don't know what the annual cost is, but if you are unsure where to start and want to, and you're willing to pay at least a few bucks, the Calm app, I, I give it my endorsement. They're not a sponsor yet, but they will be soon. A lot of those have like a week trial. Yeah. All right, Patrick, let's go to you. Uh, meditation. We've got two fours. How do you feel for you personally meditating? For me personally. Oh, Michael. Join the cult, Patrick. <laughs> um, I feel a lot like whining. Real quick, whining. You don't have a beard to shave. So if you fail, <laughs> I think a full manscape is in order. <laughs> take my word for it. <laughs> um. So I like, I'm a lot like whining. I like the idea. I've tried it before. It's hard to keep going. I know all the science. I know I should do it because it helps in all of the areas that I need help. Um, I take a pill for a lot of it. So that, <laughs> <to help. laughs> 
But Wait, so when you said it's hard to keep going, is that it's, it's hard to keep going because you have a lot of thoughts buzzing through your head or it's just hard to sit down and actually say, I'm going to do it? I think it's hard to sit down and actually do it. Like I've downloaded that app and other apps before and put them on my home screen. And there's so, the problem is there's so many things that I want to do that I know I should be doing in all aspects of my life that it becomes overwhelming and I end up doing none of it. Yep. So Can't well, fail I'm, trying, don't try. I'm trying to do this class right now. Maybe meditation can be next. <laughs> um, but I have had a bad history with meditation because I remember Courtney took me to a class once and I'm sure part of it was because the teacher wasn't great because the teacher never said, it's okay if your mind goes elsewhere. So we did like different exercises and I was just angry the entire time right? because I would be like, one, two, three. Oh, chicken sounds good to God damn it. It's <laughs> kind of the whole so, point. Right? Yeah. So Is by the like, end, I was just like so angry and like, uh, I was tense. you had the opposite effect. So I had, yeah. So for a long time, I didn't do it. There's been times that I've done it. But one of my problems is I like being occupied. So even when I'm like, oh, I'm driving down the street for two minutes, I need to have a podcast going or something going on. So it's hard for me to sit down and be like, I'm just going to not do anything for 30 minutes, even though let I me, let me let me work with you for a week, Pat. And we got a I'm new telling you, I, mean, I will be your worse. I will be your guru dev. Yeah, if guru you let dev. Me. Um, that you just need to bring a sweet fruit, a white cloth. <laughs> I don't know. At the moment, I'm against, but maybe Robbie in the future after you teach wine, and then I'll learn from wine. And <laughs> all right, fact, thanks, what about you? all right. So, so I brought this up. I, um, this was actually uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention uh, this came as a recommended uh, recommended topic from my older brother Bill. We've had some conversations um, offline about meditation. And I've tried meditation, mostly just breathing practices, like 10 minutes and just focus breath in, breath out, um, nothing super formal. And I think like Mike was saying is like the thing with meditation and one of the reasons that it's taken so long to like take off like globally, um, or at least in the United States is because it's so simple, it's hard to like productize. And if if it was like yoga where you could create, you know, a brand or soul cycle and you could have, you know, grapefruit scented, you know, like, you know, uh, personal branded sense or something related to meditation, like then maybe it would take off. Um, but it is so simple and I, I've been attracted to it because of that. Um, but also I personally just don't deal with a ton of anxiety um, and, and stress you, in the same way. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> you guys do. Um, you dick. So Everything's it's just, great, it's, and I feel great. <laughs> great. Yeah. I'm so not a just, care in the world. La da da da. I just, I, I, so like it, it's a tool that I like feel like I have in my toolkit that I would employ if I needed it, but like I just haven't felt like I've truly needed it. There was one use case, however, um, which was when uh, my son was first born, when Jack was first born. Um, I used the call map because they have these like short, audio things to help you fall asleep and specifically the Matthew McConaughey readings of like, <laughs> if you were to read the stories as stories, they're the worst stories. They go nowhere. The plot doesn't exist. And it's just like this repetitive, <laughs> nonsensical, like verbal sentence that like goes nowhere. 
so it's like really calming to listen to because it's Matthew McConaughey with his nice, you know, Texas twang um, reading it. Um, and then you just like fall asleep. And so it was really helpful for me. Like when I had 30 minutes to rest while like my wife was taking care of Jack and like, here's your moments to go catch up on sleep. I found it really helpful there, but I don't know if that's really meditation in the same sense. That was just more like a sleep aid. Uh, so I, I'm for the calm app, but for me right now, where I am in my life, I'm against meditation. Um, I feel like I would be for it if I did it, but because I'm not doing it, like I'm not feeling like I'm missing out on it. So I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm against it for me right now in this moment. We got to split. That's where I stand. All right. Now it's time to hear from our dear friend, Patrick. The floor is yours. What is your topic for us this evening? My topic is pickle pizza. And Mike McFadden, I see you have a question because the link that I shared had two different recipes. One of them is bacon pickle pizza. So you're wondering, which are we talking about? I'm talking about any pizza with any ingredients that also has pickles. So you can take it in any direction that you want. There's not a ton that goes into this. Just interested to see what you'd think about pickles on your pizza. It seems to be getting big right now. One thing I will say is I am very, very, very violently against recipe um, <laughs> websites. Like you yeah. have to read like a 40 page story about the, the, th- the meal that they're talking about. And then they'll have like how it's cooked and then the ingredients and you can never find reviews. And I know why this is. Why is that? I know Mike? why this is. Why? My, my wife works in uh, IP and, and trademark and you can trademark, you can't trademark a recipe but you can trademark that whole paragraph. Or um, why would anyone even want copyright. to copy that giant, copyright? Copyright. That's you right. Copyright. It's, it. it's her job, not mine. Um, <laughs> but you can cop. You can copy well, the other that thing, whole block, which is why they have to have these gigantic diatribes. Oh, Homeresque. It, it always it always starts like I was born on a cold winter day, <laughs> December nineteen eighty two, and there was a pie baking in the oven. Like <laughs> it is most- infuriating. Yes. Yeah. And the worst, but part, it's also it's also the SEO juice. They 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 got to get true. it to you know hit the the Google algorithm because if it's just a recipe, there's not enough there. So they need to find a way to organically, I'm air quoting, you know, put in those keywords, which is why you have the 900 you know treaties on you know popcorn flavored yeah. shrimp. Yeah. Just do me a favor, put that long story at the bottom. Start with the recipe and then- Or even just have after. buttons at the top that's like, click here for recipe, click here for ingredients. Well, that's the reason they don't do that is because you're not allowed to put a recipe on the internet without 400 ads. <laughs> <laughs> it takes seven hours for a page to load because you have to get through 70 different Two videos that you have to click out of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're against recipe pages on the internet, but what about pickle pizza, Patrick? Do you want to start us off with your topic, or do you want to uh, wait till the end? Uh, I'll wait till the end on this one. I'm well. I I I think it would be fun to try. I wish that we could. um, My wife came up with it, and I wish that it was in delivery pizza because then we all could have tried it, and that Mm. I think that would have been fun. I would enjoy trying this. I like pickles usually. So I think that it could be an additive. The one with bacon, even better. So I'm, I'm interested in trying different pizzas. And this is another reason why Chicago deep dish pizza is pizza. Because now you're throwing pickles on it. Come on. 
<laughs> so what do you think, Mike McFadden? All right. I, um, the pictures that you shared, one looked really good. That was the one with the bacon because it looked like a, yeah, it looked like a really good pizza that also had pickles and and bacon on it. And so it's like, okay, pizza, really good. Bacon, really good. Combine them together, still good. Possibly twice as good as it was before. And then the pickles is sort of the outlier, though, because I like bread and butter pickles, but I dislike dill pickles. Mm. But so, bread and butter would not I go on a pizza. I hate bread and butter pickles. So, I, so this is where I'm a little bit torn, where I, I feel like – with bacon, bread and butter would work because you're going to have the sweet, like, taste of the bread and butter pickle with the savory, salty bacon offsetting it. Throwing dill in there, that's sort of a wild card. I would definitely mm. try it, but like, I think, I'm I think skeptical it's... that a dill pickle – it's not your turn, Robbie. <laughs> I wanna, I mean, you're getting me excited about the bread and butters. We can it's go next, much... but right now I have the floor. Take your can floor. Can we meet Robbie? Mute me. Go for it. So I think I'm for this. I would definitely try it. Uh, the the bacon pickle pizza looks amazing. The other pickle pizza didn't look as good in the picture. I would still try it. Um, so I, I'm going to say I'm for. Robbie, okay. rebuttal. Uh, I'm going to go to Wyman. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, where's the second picture? I'm seeing a lot of ads and stories about right to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am too, I too am for this, a uh, couple of different reasons is, um, pickles, you think of them as being a very strong flavor and wouldn't work with anything. So I understand the apprehension, but I don't know, like 10 years ago, a friend of mine, uh, I think it's, it's popularized now, but, um, uh, presented the pickleback shop to me. If you're, you guys familiar with it, what this is. So you take no, but I can use my context clues. I think I got it. <laughs> sure. So you take a shot of whiskey and then immediately follow it with a shot of pickle juice. Mm. And I didn't want to do it, but I trust my friend and I did it. And it was lovely. I don't do shots like I did then anymore, but I would recommend it. If you're going to do a shot, try a pickleback. It's great because those two flavors mixed together, kind of like what Mike was saying, a pickle being a briny substance, you know, can, can meld with some things. Is it that the two flavors melt together or is that the taste of pickle juice just kills every other flavor? No, it's, it, it, it doesn't taste like pickles and it doesn't taste like whiskey. It's like, mm. but it's like something new is created. Some a new dawn of, of flavors is a possibility. But are you, Ooh, mommy, are you doing I'm a shot of whiskey? This. What's this? Mike, are you doing a, are you doing a shot of whiskey and then a shot of pickle juice, or is it a mixed beverage? It's a bang bang shot shot of whiskey, shot of okay. pickle juice, one two. Okay. Um, so could you that, do it? Could you do it as a mixed? Uh, I think cocktail? there's like pickle beers out there and stuff. I myself have not uh, partaken, but I would yeah. because of this positive experience I had in my past. Also, my brother <laughs> lives in Iowa, Des Moines, Iowa, to be specific, where they have the Iowa State Fair, and I have had the pleasure of more than once seeing the presented uh, offerings to the pickle champions of Iowa. And let me tell you, if you can grow it, you can pickle it because you're thinking <laughs> that there's just two kinds of pickles, man, you're stuck in a cucumber world and there's so much <laughs> going on out here. You can pickle carrots, you can pickle beets, you can pickle, and you can even pickle like bacon. Like people do that. You can pickle meat. Um, and so pickle a human get outside, your, get outside your, uh, your, 
your your cucumber focused world and, and and try some things. I don't need an accountability coach for this, but I am going to make this pickle bacon pizza, and I will tell you guys how it is. Perfect. Four. Exciting. I, I hope you. So it's my turn. I'm going to take my turn. Don't mute me. Uh, <laughs> this pizza, the picture of this pizza in this on this website looks awesome. I would devour this pizza. Like I was pregnant with triplets. It looks so good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, let me describe it because I don't think we've really described the pickles. These are sliced horizontally. So they're like little pickle coins. They're not whole they're not, pickles. They're not spears. They're not chunks. They're like very Why thin. Why do you put a, a spear on a pizza? <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to clarify for the listeners. This is not a visual medium. And it looks like you, Robbie. pickles were, you're, okay, that's it. I'm four. let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor for or against is brought to you by bye bye liver the party card game based on the long-running hit play the same name bye bye liver the card game is a mix of classic party games like would you rather never have i ever and most likely two as well as some new games straight from the bye bye liver writer's room both the original game and the expansion pack the deck too far are available at byebyeliver.com Use promo code FOA at checkout to save 20% on your purchase. As part of the sponsorship, we've been asked to play one round of Most Likely Two. This week, Michael Wine will present our uh, scenario. Take it away, Michael. I think this scenario is is apropos because we talked about um, wearily joining uh, religious scenarios by accident. Who is most likely to join a cult? (laughs) I'm going to start with Mike Patrick Robb and then myself. So Mike McFadden, who is most likely to join a cult? Uh, cult? You added a D <laughs> a, on the end there. A cult? <laughs> a cult. Yeah, I'm most likely to have a cult. Yes. I, I would think I'd be, um, I'm going to take this from a slightly different a- angle, least surprised to learn that Michael Winans joined a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad one, but like. All of a sudden, he only wears bathrobes because that's what the cult does. So, sorry, Mike. I Very charismatic leader. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll find you, Patrick. Maybe, uh, maybe start a cult. <laughs> definitely start. <laughs> and you would tell a really compelling story to get people to join. Well, first I thought Robbie, because he was talking about all the meditation stuff, but then he didn't like the culty part of it. And then I was thinking, Mike, kind of because of you guys would say he'd be a good cult leader because he tells some good stories. And then I realized it's probably me because <laughs> of the amount I talk about things that I love that other people aren't interested in. So yeah, it's definitely me. Yeah. <laughs> Rob. I'll go. It, it is definitely Patrick. Not only would he join a cult, he did join a cult for a couple months. If you remember, <laughs> he was a follower of Russell Brunson's and the, the his uh, mark, <laughs> the prophet Russell Brunson and his marketing funnel technique. So uh, yeah, Pat, it's you. I think we'll make it a, a majority. It is Patrick. If they <laughs> if they convince him to buy a timeshare, that's how they get him into the cult. It's a timeshare related cult. So I think we have. I just want to. I want to interject. I was going to say Patrick also, but I felt like he's genuinely the most likely to, and I thought it would be me. But since he admitted it, then yeah, it's four for four. It's Pat. All right. Thank you very much to Bye Bye Liver for sponsoring this episode. Use promo code FOA at checkout at buybyliver.com to save 20% on your purchase. And we are back. 
Michael Winant, it is now time for you to share your topic with us. What do you have for us? Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to say four or five weeks ago, we, we talked about the pros and cons of saunas. And I think there was a, a, a major fear that we all shared whether or not we chose ultimately to be on the side of for or against. We all agreed that there is a, a fear of, um, well, old man balls uh, mm-hmm. when you go to a sauna <laughs> and that they, they, could, uh, they could be in your line of sight where you don't want them. Um, so uh, I came across this product called um, by a company called Higher Dose called the Infrared Sauna Blanket. Blanket is is a uh, pretty broad term here. It's more like a sleeping bag that then uses infrared technology to heat you from the inside out, a human hot pocket, if you will. So, you know, we all talked about saunas and we're on the record. It's recorded that we talked about saunas and how great saunas are and how they're healthy and and something that you'd like to do if you didn't have the old man ball fear. Has that been assuaged? Would any of you try this infrared sauna blanket? Uh, I'll start with Robert Silver, who was the one who was most afraid of the nude old men. Yeah, I was against saunas, but I was also against saunas just because, like, I didn't want to get that hot for that long. And the, you're telling me that this cooks you from the inside out. Like, a cook you're is wrapped a strong word. <laughs> well, does yeah, it or does it not? It gets you hot. Yeah. It, it doesn't. It doesn't cook you. <laughs> like, it steams you. You, you are getting... Food. It's... I don't know why... You're wrapping yourself up and you're getting infrared rays thrown at you, which I, I looked it up. Apparently, the studies show it is probably safe, but <laughs> emphasis on the word probably because we don't really know. It's like the way that tanning beds were probably safe 30 years ago, but now we know uh, tanning beds, if you do them too much, really aren't that safe. So. The website, the website over these very good-looking people who are very sweaty says, you will experience calorie burn. I don't know about that. Detoxifying sweat, glowing skin, relaxation, and less pain and soreness. All good things. Yes, it makes all those claims. And then at the bottom in small font with asterisk, it says none of these claims are approved by the FDA. It literally <laughs> says it at the very bottom. Yes, so I think this is probably, if you enjoy getting hot, Good for you. You can spend your $499 and get a sauna blanket. It does oddly seem there are 302 reviews and pretty much all of them are five stars. Like they almost seem religious in nature. Like this is life changing. It's almost like they're praising the guru dev of sauna blankets in these reviews. So there's something here going on that maybe is more than meets the eye. Patrick, maybe you should jump in on it and I would trust you to to fall in, you know, given your proclivity you already for one of these? <laughs> Is that okay, Winan? I don't want to Go for it, toast. yeah. Um, I have gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on this. I wasn't huge on saunas, so I'm not huge on this. But then I've heard good things about different rays and health benefits. So there's that. But then I don't know if I want to be in this hot pocket. <laughs> It says less pain and soreness. And I can imagine if it's kind of like a huge heating blanket that it might be good for your back. Like it might make your back feel better. But the big thing that kind of put me over the edge of hell no is you are going to sweat so much in this thing. And it is not designed to be cleaned well. Uh, So can you imagine like 
oh, I'm going to go in a, my sleeping bag over and over again, just sweating there. And then I'll, I'll wipe it out. But no, I mean, this is real nasty, especially if you're sharing it with anybody. So after you're done juicing, after you're done getting juiced by this thing, where do your juices go? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mike, what are your thoughts? Yeah. So one of its primary claims is that it is detoxifying. And so if it's pulling all of those toxins out of your body, it's just (laughs) holding them in this vacuum sealed hot, warm, infrared environment. Why are these people using this on their bed? Like, <laughs> even if, even if the, the sweat like stays in the bag, like, you're, like the guy's literally dripping sweat off of his forehead, like onto his pillow. This is so disgusting. I'm so against this. This thing would never be clean. What ever. if it's a used bed? <laughs> if it's a used bed, no. Definitely not. That doesn't make it better. That's like I would sleep in a used bed way before I get into my own personal, whatever the hell this thing is called. This thing is so gross. I'm very for saunas, but like I want to sit on a nice cedar bench, not some Ziploc bag that is designed to Human hold burritos. Did you guys yeah. see you can uh, book a session in one of these that other people have? already spent some time in? <laughs> no, Lovely. thank you. Uh, Michael, I'll, I'll round it out. I'll, I'll round it out and say that uh, I think we're all against this. Um, I did go back and forth like like uh, like Patrick did, but uh, it was the cleaning that was the rub for me as well, too. Do I wipe it down? Do I pour it out into a bucket? Like, do I even want to see what that is? Uh, it's uh, horrifying. I also don't like the fact that they offer financing for $500. Like if you've got like less than $500 in your bank account, this is not the thing you need. Like, so these people yeah. are, are not exactly on the up and up. You know, it has amethyst crystals embedded within it, magnetic therapy, whatever that is, detox charcoal and heat balancing clay, not just all, regular all clay. All of that is known as all bullshit, bullshit, stuff. bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> all important stuff. But uh, I'm going to save my $124.99 a month uh, for four months. Uh, let's spend it somewhere else. I do feel like somebody who's willing to finance this over four months is probably exactly their target demographic. So (laughs) I think that it was not an unintentional decision that they made. Okay. Let's move us along to our final topic of the evening. Robbie, what do you have for us? I will try most foods and I'll somewhat like most foods, but my wife, like many Americans and many people across the globe loves blue cheese. And I'm going to start off myself. I am so against blue cheese is nasty. It is like eating vomit. And if you have a food that you can't distinguish whether it's gone bad or not, because (laughs) the fresh version of it looks like it's gone bad and smells like it's gone bad, you should not eat that food. Uh, But I know that some people do like blue cheese. So try (laughs) to convince me otherwise to give it another shot, another shot. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys particularly like blue cheese or not. I'm going to start with Patrick. What do you think about blue cheese? Blue cheese, it depends on the setting of the blue cheese. So just eating straight blue cheese, it tastes like it's gone bad. Like You're not going to just take a hunk of it? No, just... not, not, my, <laughs> okay. not my apple. Smart. Cheese. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, and This is just because I don't know. Do people eat, like without joking, cubed blue cheese like a slice of blue oh, like i've only like ever seen cracker. it yeah 
Yeah. Okay. Well, so like that's well, a thing people do? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I've only ever seen it on wings. <laughs> <First of all. laughs> we'll, we'll come back to me in a minute. Patrick, keep going. This is a very um, sophisticated palate of Mike yeah. McFadden. <laughs> if, if blue cheese is in like a salad and maybe there's some like sweetness in there, like a, like a walnut that has like sugar on it or something like that, cranberries, then the mix tastes okay, but not a lot. Does it taste good? Like, is it actually um, good? I would say most of the time, if I have a salad with blue cheese in it, I enjoy the blue cheese. There's some times where... So it, the salad is made so much, better for having blue cheese in it. Those specific salads meant to have blue cheese. Oh, yeah. wow. I would, if oh, I was going to make my own che- salad, I would go for like feta. Like I wouldn't buy blue cheese. Yeah. But if you're at a restaurant that has a specific salad made for blue cheese... That usually tastes pretty good. So okay, that's I wrong. That's that's the wrong answer. Four because it makes you. <laughs> no, n- that's wrong. Okay, Mike Winan, what do you think here? And just like so many, we've been. I never knew that meditation and pickle pizza and blue cheese would have so many things in common, but they do because it's all about balance, and <laughs> it's the balance of the blue cheese. I'm not biting a blue cheese hunk out like an apple. I'm pairing it with a nice fig jam or putting it in a salad that has, you know, a vinaigrette on it. A blue cheese on its own can be very, very powerful. But a blue cheese, you know, I think you've just had a bad experience of it because you can only think of it in the silo that it is in. But But no, I understand balance, but vomit balance with anything is not balance. It it doesn't taste like vomit. It tastes like blue cheese. It's moldy looking cheese. But, you know, if you get past that, it can actually open up uh, flavor profiles on other things. It's balancing it all out. I am four. Fig jam. Okay, back to the everyman with his buffalo wings. (laughs) Yeah, so when you wrote this, um, I literally was like, okay, blue cheese is one thing and it's like ranch, but a little bit different. And I was like, this is the man who has no worries in his whole life. <laughs> so from that perspective, I was like, you know what? I've, I used to be against blue cheese because given the option, I would always go ranch on my hot wings. But then like one time at the wing place, they were like, they messed up the order. And I was just like, I'll try the blue cheese. I was like, this isn't bad. I would prefer ranch. I think the zesty kick is a little bit better, but it's fine. So I went into this thinking that that's what blue cheese was, period. And so I'm four. I'm glad I didn't start with you. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it would have been better. It's funny too, because blue cheese on wings is pretty much like ranch dressing with some sprinkles of cheese in it, right? Yeah. Uh, cheese substitute. I don't have any idea how they turn it from the picture that you shared to something that is easily mistaken as ranch. Because like a lot of times you're like, is this ranch or blue cheese? Because they can't tell until they eat it. And even sometimes when they're eating it, they're like I'm not 100% sure. Use what a I'm website eating. called Google and type in the words blue cheese and you will see what we're talking about. Yeah, it uh, comes in a bottle and it's poured over wings. <laughs> if I'm with one of you guys in person after this COVID era and you sit me down and have a good pairing a blue cheese or something else i'll try it again nice. i'm not above that so uh hold like me to a, that next time we're together like on a pickle pizza I don't, <sighs> don't ruin a glorious food yeah you're, you probably could, could actually i put 
I put ranch on pizza. <laughs> Just add every flavor possible to that pizza. <laughs> well, we are almost through another episode, but not before a lightning round. One of us will post five, for or against in a rapid lightning succession. This week, Patrick will be leading the way. Patrick, what is the general topic for this lightning round? The general topic is other weird food combinations. Mm. And we are going to go Robbie, Wine, and McFadden. First one, hot fudge fried chicken. So fried chicken with melted fudge around it yes oh against no because you have the text it's a texture thing the texture of the chicken this is lightning round buddy oh okay against against <laughs> uh i think that reminds me of uh, like a chicken mole i'm gonna give it a bite i'm four i too will give it a bite but i'm gonna do so knowing that i'm not going to enjoy it and i think i'm gonna prove myself correct <laughs> <laughs> i i'd give it a chance i think Hot fudge on anything probably has a good chance of being good. What okay. about blue cheese? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, jalapeno. This is a, a double. So say four against, against four, like both together. Jalapeno ice cream or Earl Grey ice cream? Uh, against jalapeno, very four Earl Grey ice cream. I think any type of tea ice cream would be very delicious. Uh, yeah, I think um, I love the idea of the fire and ice of a jalapeno ice cream, but too dangerous. I'm going to go with <laughs> just the Earl Grey for four against the jalapeno. I'm going to say that I would try the jalapeno ice cream. I think it could be surprisingly good. I've always said that Earl Grey tastes to me like it tastes like somebody named Earl Grey. So I'm against <laughs> Earl Grey ice cream. Don't like it. Against both, but I would try both. Uh, <laughs> peanut butter on a hamburger. Uh, very forward. That actually sounds awesome. I've had it uh, before, and it is very good. Uh, four. Uh, isn't this what killed Elvis? <laughs> Something similar. <laughs> so I try it. Yeah, I'm four. <laughs> it reminds uh, me of a sandwich. A lot of barbiturates in it. <laughs> reminds me of a sandwich from the show Even Stevens uh, with a, a pre-famous Shia LaBeouf where he puts uh, peanut butter on a turkey sandwich, and it was a gooey gobbler. I'd try that too. Mm. Yeah, this was at a like a burger place that had like crazy different things and the people there really liked it. I don't remember if I got it or not. I knew I, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to get that. And then I don't know if I did. So maybe... Kuma's <laughs> Corner? Was that uh, Kuma's Corner in Chicago? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, throwing back to an earlier episode, hot Cheetos and cream cheese. Is the cream cheese flavored hot Cheetos or... Yeah, you're is dipping it t- the Cheetos in the cream cheese. Yeah, I'm, I'm for that. Again, pregnant with triplets. Let's do it. That sounds like a, a genius uh, of American innovation. I love it. <laughs> I'm for. I'm gonna, I think I'm against. I, I think the uh, hot Cheeto is not going to withstand the, uh, the viscosity of the cream cheese. It's just going to crumble and be a mess. I'm against. That's a good point. Have you ever felt a Cheeto? Those things are tough, man. You could dip that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and this was specifically a whipped cream cheese. Ooh, even better. Oh, that changes everything. No, I still <laughs> think that, that I don't want. I, I'm against that. I would do it with a normal Cheetah, though. And then finally, going way back to Robbie and my show, does it go with bacon? Pound cake with bourbon bacon frosting. Yeah, as we determine on that show, everything goes with bacon. That would actually be really good. I'm very for that. Super for it. Do you have any? Can I have it? <laughs> yeah, I would definitely try that. I'm four. I am four, and we know what dessert Winan's going to have with his pickle pizza. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you are still listening, please consider telling a friend about For or Against. We really enjoy making these shows, but we are way more likely to keep making them if someone is listening on the other end. If you haven't yet, please write a review on Apple Podcasts and connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and our Facebook page at For or Against Pod. Thanks for listening. Bye. Just old friends on the podcast who build a defense On ridiculous topics are you for or against Discussing random issues, man, this show is immense So tune in and choose the side that you sit on the fence Man, we debate a lot of issues, boy, where do we start? Adults who drink milk and self-driving cars You listening now to for or against So turn the volume up, this is for or against